This episode is brought to you by Ben & Jerry's. In the mood for some over-the-top indulgence, but not a fan of dairy? Well, then grab a spoon, because you're in luck. Ben & Jerry's has taken their decadent Coors line non-dairy. How does boom chocolata made of mocha and caramel sound? Or bananas foster with cinnamon and almond toffee pieces? It's pure euphoria without a drop of dairy. Find your next favorite at benjerry.com slash non-dairy. Hey, when we go to Chicago, we already have plans. Like one of the lunches that we're going to with the entire team is going to be, maybe you've heard of it before. Portillo's? Um, no, it's a, let's see, Dave and Buster's, I think <laughs> it's called? Yeah. yeah no, they it's do, like a they Michelin, do, uh, I think it's Michelin rated. Yeah. Yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of people, a lot of people don't know. Have you had their fried chicken fingers? <laughs> they are. <laughs> it comes with two different kinds of sauces. I don't think I can afford that. The only way that I could describe them was they were once frozen. (laughs) (laughs) History Defeats Itself is a comedy podcast. Kevin, John, and Greg are not experts, historians, or even all that smart. Hello, my friends. Welcome to History Defeats Itself, part of the Sonar Network of Podcasts. My name is Kevin Rosenquist. Thank you for listening to our show. History Defeats Itself is a comedy podcast that wonders if we as people learn from the past or if we simply repeat and defeat ourselves. I am joined by my co-hosts out there in Los Angeles, California, John Banks, Greg Mitchell. What's going on, guys? Well, I got my part of my cocktail all over my microphone and my glasses because Kevin did something he never does. He made me laugh and I was drinking my cocktail at the same time. So I kind of did a little splashy splash. Wow. It is crazy how you can insult him and at the same time, tell a boring story. (laughs) (laughs) You just did the same thing, John. Congratulations. (laughs) How are you doing, Kevin? I am good. Things are good. We're few weeks away from my son's one-year-old birthday, which is absolutely insane. He did make an appearance during pregame. He did. That kid is so cute. Yeah, he's a pretty cute he kid. He is. He's a chonk. Man, that kid. Oof. Yeah. Big Strong boy. opinions about a hockey, though. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I I wish he was back. I didn't get to see him long enough. Yeah, he's, he's cutie. Yeah, he's I know. He was, getting, he was getting a little uh, He was getting a little angry. He's got, no, uh, he's he got a limited window. Yeah. <laughs> 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 kind of like me, you know? <laughs> That's why we got to do this podcast by a certain time, or else I start to get cranky. <laughs> yeah. Is 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 Sheena going to come in and change her diaper too? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. on air. Yep, that is going to be part of the uh, the video segment this week. Oh, that that's going to be our video. Maybe it'll get some media. fucking viewership, huh? <laughs> <laughs> on each episode, one of us will pick the topic and do the research, while the other two don't do shit. They don't even know what we're going to talk about until it's revealed here during our recording session. And don't forget to rate and review our show when and where you can. And be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Hey, my buddy sent me a text message the other day. And he said he sent me a picture of his car and it had our episode Toxic Mascara. Mm-hmm. And he said, just listen to, the mo- to most of this on my commute to soccer this morning. Even if I don't see you as much as I want, it's like having a hey hanging out and being in a conversation with you. Excellent work, guys. Love this episode. And you know what? I was kind of happy to see that. That was very nice of him. It was very nice. He said he was laughing a lot, too. I'm surprised that he said he missed hanging out with you, though. Oh, 
Well, people Had, like me besides you. Has really? he seen your haircut? Has he seen my what? Your haircut. Has he seen the, the do you got going on? He's actually my barber. <laughs> <laughs> Does he know you like to part it down the middle for fun? Oh, yeah. I like to part it down the middle and feather it back. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a corduroy Velcro wallet. I could never get my hair to feather. I could never, uh, for whatever reason, it was just. Oh too man, straight. I was Mr. Yeah. My brother and I, we were, we were just like standing in the bathroom together so and looking in the mirror. Float into a room. Just we would just feather our hair. <laughs> He'd feather mine. I'd feather his. It was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll have to feather John's at work next time you guys are at work, so that he yeah. can see how it's done. Okay. All right. I'm up to that task. All right. Well, this week it's my turn, and. Uh, I'll just get started. I was chatting with a guy I know uh, through work uh, around last summer. Uh, shout out to McKay. He was telling me about how he takes cold showers and how he jumps in the creek by his house regularly, no matter Wait, what Wait, are we sure his name is McKay and not Mikey? Yes. What's McKay? Who, no one has a name. Is that his last name? <laughs> That's the fuck is he, McKay? It's what he goes hey. by. Hey, we cannot afford to lose listeners. So if McKay's listening, <laughs> does he listen to the show? Oh, I think he does. Fuck yeah. up, Greg. That's why I get. But it's really out. McKay. It's not a nickname. Um, I think uh, that's just what he goes by. I don't honestly know. <laughs> it might be a nickname. All right. Is McKay. it really? Is it really bothering you? A little bit. Never oh. heard of it before. Oh, okay. Well, maybe he's never heard of a guy named Greg before. <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's it's a very Gerg. unique name. Gurg. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Gurg. Anyway. My buddy was telling me about how he takes cold showers and how he jumps in the creek by his house regularly, no matter what time of year it is. Remember, we do live in Colorado. Naturally, I told him he was nuts, but he started talking about the benefits of cold water. It says, he said it speeds up your metabolism, reduces inflammation and sore muscles, improves your immune system. He asked if I'd ever heard of Wim Hof, which I had not heard of Wim Hof. Are you guys familiar with Wim Hof? I haven't even heard of McKay. How the fuck am I going <laughs> to yeah, hear a Wim true. Hof? Yeah, I have not heard of McKay nor the people he speaks of. <laughs> okay, well, that well, good. All right, well, we have lots of lots of uh, conversating to do. Um, does that annoy you guys that people say? Are we going to yes. start with McKay? Or <laughs> are we going to start with the cold water? Who are we learning about first? We're going to talk about Wim Hof and the Wim Hof method. Maneuver. Oops, I spoke nope. over you. Nope. The what? Wim, Wim Hof, Hof what? method. Oh right. shit. Is this was he like a polar bear? Wim Hof is a Norwegian extreme athlete. You notice how he didn't answer the question. <laughs> but no, is it there's a thing, right? It's like people who jump into like a live it, like, like a polar bear club. Cold water. Yeah. Like, yeah, polar bear club, right? He is a he is a cold cold water dude, but he's more than that. He's more than a polar okay. bear, all right? I apologize. No, I, no, no, no that's okay. That's okay. Box. I'm not I'm John, not insulted. John John Banks is always limiting Wim Hof, <laughs> man. And that's <laughs> fucked up. But yeah. he is. It is. It is. Are you asking if he's an actual polar bear or just a human <laughs> who jumps in icy water? No, a human who jumps in icy water. Okay, yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. I guess but t- it is true. I will, I will agree with Greg that ever since I've heard about this man, I've only said bad things about him <laughs> or <had> strong judgments. <laughs> so. uh, now I'm curious. Is he an actual polar bear? He is not an actual polar bear, all right? Because um, I didn't know that question could be on the table. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What is this, the Dow? <laughs> But that's HDI speak for I can't get to the fucking topic. <laughs> I don't, no, that's I don't HDI speak good. for you guys. I do not understand this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, duh. We don't get even the most basic 
the topic <laughs> where people have human names and they're human. <laughs> Wim Hof is, like I said, he's a Norwegian extreme athlete mm. and he believes in cold water therapy, meditation, and deep breathing exercises. And he's created something called the Wim Hof Method. Now, you might be asking. That's a little self-indulgent, Wim Hof. <laughs> That's true. You want to hear what the Mitchell method? <laughs> no. Masturbate, eat a pizza, go to bed. Is, not in that order. All right, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. That sounds more appealing. Yeah. I like the Mitchell method better. It doesn't, you know, temperature is not involved. <laughs> it could be warm. Yeah, you want a hot pizza. That's what you, you that's want. the temperature. <laughs> not so, even necessarily. That's, that's true. You want a pizza at any temperature <laughs> other than frozen. So you might you might be asking, why the hell does Kevin want to talk about this guy, and what does it have to do with history defeating itself? First of all, shut up. It's my episode. I can talk about whatever I want. All right. Second, <laughs> but okay. second, the Wim Hof Method believes that we are defeating ourselves every day. This is from the homepage of the Wim Hof Method website. Over time, we as humans have developed a different attitude towards nature, and we've forgotten about our inner power. This is the I'm ability. always forgetting about my inner power, man. I really am. But then every once in a while, I forget to wear a deodorant, and then my inner power comes out. This is the ability of our body to adapt to extreme temperature and survive within our natural environment. The Wim Hof Method is based on this principle. Because we wear clothes and artificially control the temperatures at home and at work, we've greatly reduced the natural stimulation of our bodies, atrophying the age-old mechanisms related to our survival and basic function. Because these deeper physiological layers are no longer triggered, our bodies are no longer in touch with this inner power. The inner power is a powerful force reawakened by stimulating these physiological processes through the Wim Hof method. This guy is a fucking assumptive narcissist, man. How do you know I'm always wearing clothes there, Wim Hof? The inner power stuff is a little bit hippy-dippy, all right? And I know typically I'm more cynical. I'm pretty cynical on this show. But despite being cynical about things like horoscopes and ghosts, I do believe in science and I do believe in evolution. So I got to thinking, what if there is some truth to the idea that we are sort of weakening our bodies and becoming less adaptable adaptable physically? You mean because we like the fucking heat on when it's three degrees outside? No, I mean because we regulate temperature every every moment of our lives almost. You know? That's because fucking... 70 fucking two degrees is mwah, chef's kiss. Perfect. <laughs> All right. That's because that's because our big, sexy brains are like, hey, I'm going to make something I can put over your hairless ass to keep you warm. And then we're all like, yeah. <laughs> and we beat the shit out of our environment to make it fucking standard, fucking good, equal temperature. Well, I know where it's you fine. guys stand on this, but. We're still going to talk about the Wim Hof method as the time. Because <laughs> I didn't do any other research. I, I'm seriously willing to listen to the other side of it. I'm no, kind of just I, fucking I, I with you. This is, oh, this is really fascinating. So I actually, so Hoff says we are too focused on our minds and that we are losing the connection between our bodies and our minds, causing physical ailments. Could that be true? Could this method he's put together help us feel better physically, mentally, and emotionally? This feels like a personal attack. I actually started doing the cold water the cold shower challenge uh, some time ago after I was talking to your friend McKay. Uh, and I'll talk more about that in a bit. Um, about McKay? Oh, man. <laughs> no, about the cold shower. McKay's fascinating to me. So, yeah, <laughs> so the cold showers. You just, start, you start talking about taking a shower, and then we're both like, all right, tell us about it. <laughs> and you're like, no, no, we're going to talk about that later. Uh, you, that's, I did. I, that's that was teasing. a tease. That was a tease. <laughs> I, I admit yeah. that that was not cool of me. 
So I remember watching this guy being interviewed on like his 108th birthday on like the local news. And they're like, hey, what do you think you're what do you think the trick is to being alive as long as you have besides just not dying at one point? And he said, here's what I do. She I take a shower every day and it's a nice, warm, hot shower. But then the trick is at the end of my shower, I turn the hot water off and I just take a freezing cold shower for about 100 seconds. And I think that's what kept me alive this long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where was he from? Yeah, what is that accent? <laughs> is that just old guy? <laughs> I don't know. He's 108, man. It's fucking, he didn't know where he's from anymore. <laughs> he's from Showerland. But I, I, it's consistent with what you're fucking saying, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. I mean, yeah, part of it. Yeah, sure. Before that, I thought cold <laughs> showers were just for getting your boner to go down. Uh, yeah, or a hangover. Yeah, or mm-hmm. or you just didn't pay the power bill or the gas bill. I have another buddy John who listens there. to this podcast, and he's always telling me that people are climate pussies. They're like, because he, he used to have a VW Bug or Beetle. It was like from the '60s, and he would drive around town, and it'd be like 110 degrees outside, and it didn't have AC. And he's like, you know what? So you're gonna fucking sweat a little bit. Who gives a shit? And in the winter. His heater didn't work. He's like, so I'm going to be cold for a little while. Who gives a fucking shit? And I'm like, yeah, John, yeah, but I'm going to He curses a lot. He did swear a lot. He was angry climatologist. But (laughs) I bet he would appreciate Mr. Wim Hof. (laughs) He had a good point, because if you think about, like, what we've done through evolution, for millions of years, we were just kind of, we suffered with the environment. We can climate control every environment we're in. Yeah, so, and that's that's kind of the point of this. And it's Are we losing into touch? Pussies, and that's why we we get fat and we get mm-hmm. stupid and we mm-hmm. have anxiety. It's the it's the answer to all our woes. Thanks, Kevin. No problem. Well, that was easy. <laughs> <laughs> I I have a different opinion, but, but <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about what the Wim Hof method is. All right, this is from their website again. Through decades of self-exploration and groundbreaking scientific studies, Wim has created a simple, effective way to stimulate... What are you doing? I'm taking notes. (laughs) Okay. A simple, effective way to stimulate these deep (laughs) physiological processes and realize our full potential. The Wim Hof method is about reconnecting us to ourselves, to others, and to nature. The website claims that practicing the Wim Hof method can give you more energy is a natural anti-inflammatory, can increase sports performance, can help relieve symptoms of autoimmune diseases, can help relieve symptoms of fibromyalgia, can help manage COPD, which includes emphysema and chronic bronchitis, can help overcome MS, lower your blood pressure, migraine relief, improved metabolism, John, better sleep, and perhaps the one I'm most interested in since I have a young kid in daycare, a boosted immune system. So this shit will cure what ails you, according to their website. Were you starting to tell us earlier, and I interrupted you, that you have started to live kind of a colder life, or you've been experimenting with this? I've uh, done some cold shower stuff, which I'll get into in a little bit. <laughs> it sounds so sexual. I'll get in the cold shower with you. I yeah, mean, we can talk about it now. Stuff. I just have to move forward in my notes and remember what I was going to say. About no, this. we don't have to. We can All get right. there on your schedule. Why don't we do what you want to do? Well, that's the idea. This is my episode. Another narcissist. <laughs> hey, every episode you do is about yourself. It's true. Yeah, it's Especially true, exactly. that one on toxic masculinity. 
Do you think I'm a toxic masculinist? No, I don't. Okay. I don't. You're a wonderful, wonderful masculinist. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So the method uh, is based on three pillars. The first is breathing. We're always breathing, yet we're mostly unaware of its tremendous potential. Heightened oxygen levels hold a treasure trove of benefits, and the specialized breathing technique of the Wim Hof method unearths them all. More energy, reduced stress levels, and an augmented immune response that swiftly deals with pathogens. Breathing is the easiest and most instrumental part of the autonomic nervous system to control and navigate. In fact, the way you breathe strongly affects the chemical and physiological activities in your body. Throughout the years, Wim Hof has developed special breathing exertions that keep his body in optimal condition and in complete control of the most extreme conditions. The Have breathing, you seen images of him? The is breathing technique is first and foremost premised on inhaling deeply and exhaling without any use of force. You're What'd not you going to answer my question. I was in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> that was a perfect time for me to ask if you've seen him. Is he jacked? Yeah. Well, he's, I mean, he's an older dude, but he's, yeah, he's, he looks great. Okay. So he talks about breathing a lot. He does. Pretty basic. I would just like to point out that we have gotten to the point in our relationship, gentlemen, where Greg points something out and you were just like, I was in the middle of a sentence. We, we are a thruple. (laughs) 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 We made it. (laughs) Looks like we made it. Well, we have been talking about the cabin in Vermont for over a decade. So uh, now we're, it's, we're living it. We're living it. We're living. Yeah. This is the reality of what that would have been. So maybe it's best we didn't get it. (laughs) Well, apparently at the cabin, there's a lot of bourbon. This episode Um, brought to you by bourbon. I bought a, I bought some, uh, some Nico whiskey and, and, uh, that shit has gotten expensive. Mm. Is that Japanese? Is it what? Is it Japanese? Yeah, yeah. Japanese yeah. whiskey is uh, is expensive. That's it's, that's it's actually. On, but it, it used to be like thirty five bucks, and now it's like a hundred. It that's is. Sad. Yes, it's insane. Fuck. Uh oh. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Not related to this podcast at all. <laughs> Just very like. Oh my god! Can you believe what's happening with bourbon? <laughs> so. Okay. So now. We're going to do a breathing exercise together. You guys ready? All right. Yes. Fuck. I guess. All right. So for all the listeners out there, if you feel so inclined to join us, please do not if you're driving or, or, or working out or anything because the technique can make you lightheaded apparently. All right? Oh, yeah. I want to do this. You're going to find your inner fucking power, Greg. Okay. Well, if, if anyone listens to this while driving, we're going to have an accident on our hands. So <laughs> I, I, did, I said not I to do it. I know you warned them, but sometimes people just, they just go down that path anyway. That's true. Hey. Hey, does it help that I've had like two shots and a couple of cocktails, so I'm already lightheaded? There's no rules about drinking. I made sure to look that up. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> all right, so get comfortable, relax. All right. What all we're right. going to do is we're going to take a big old breath through your belly, and then you're going to continue that breath and expand your chest. And then this is the tricky part. You exhale through your mouth without any force. You just let the air escape. So we're going to do it together. You ready? Well, John and I have done a lot of meditation and deep breathing exercises. Okay, together, so this should be so easy for you. It's gonna then. be a piece of fucking cake. So, big breath through the stomach, then expand the chest, then just let it go out. How do you feel? You feel good? I feel good. I don't feel bad, <laughs> but I've also I've also been drinking. So <laughs> could, could be that too, because that that shit definitely triggers some like pleasure chemicals in your brain. So. That's true. That's true. Alcohol yeah. is wonderful for that. That's it. 
Um, oh, so boy. the method says you should repeat this 30 to 40 times in short, powerful bursts, and then you do a hold. So after the last exhalation, you inhale one final time as deeply as you can, then let the air out and stop breathing, and, and you hold that until you feel the urge to breathe again. And when you feel the urge to breathe again, you draw one big breath to fill your lungs, and uh, when you're at full capacity, you hold it for 15 seconds, then you let go. All right, so we're going to do 30 to 40 of these. You guys ready? Oh, the looks on your faces for a brief second were pretty awesome. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so the second pillar of the Wim Hof method is the cold therapy part. The cold is your warm friend and one of the three, three pillars of the Wim Hof method. Proper exposure to the cold starts a cascade of health benefits, including the buildup of brown adipose tissue and resultant fat loss, reduced inflammation and and facilitates, that facilitates a fortified immune system, balanced hormone levels, improved sleep quality, and the production of endorphins, the feel-good chemicals in the brain that naturally elevate your mood. So as I said, I started to do the cold water, uh, cold shower challenge. John, I know you were very anxious to hear about my shower routine. I was. I so, was. What, I forgot about it, but now so, it's, so like, the, it's like a little <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> You're like, a ship has sort of sailed, but we can get back into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it, the, the cold water challenge, or the cold shower challenge, is a, um, it, it's, a, it's a routine that you do over a course of four weeks. So the first week, you're supposed to do 15 seconds at the end of your shower cold. Then the second week, you do 30, then 45, and finally, a minute of your shower uh, should be cold water. Uh, I'm at the point now where basically what I do is I do... I do the first half of my shower with warm water, and then I, I go to cold. Now, it's getting very, very cold uh, at night here in Colorado, so it's very cold in the morning. So admittedly, I haven't been going all the way cold with the dial recently <laughs> because it's fucking... I was washing my face, and, it went that, and I'm like, my face is starting to get numb. <laughs> I can't be right. So I'm a giant wuss. But at any rate, uh, I, did, I also did take a break from the cold showers for a little bit after I had my uh, <clears throat> procedure done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, it just wasn't going to happen while I was recovering. You're talking your facelift, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We weren't supposed to talk about that, were we? You're, no one's supposed to know that. That's why I Damn look it. so good on the video all the time. Right. I get a lot of Botox. Kevin's actually 90. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't necessarily speak to the increased immune system or fat loss or anything like that from the cold water or the cold showers. But man, I will tell you this. I feel like I am shot out of a cannon after i get out of the shower i am like ready to fucking go and that that part's pretty cool have either you guys ever done this have you ever tried doing cold showers i i have yes regularly or just on occasion no regularly yeah i've done it ever since i saw that fucking old guy being interviewed it's really saying you're yeah. supposed to count to 100 which is where i started not at like fucking five you seconds started or started at 100 that's impressive yeah i did and it was fucking tough Cold water is cold. It's fucking cold. Yeah. I remember one time uh, I played hockey and then the showers at the rink, they didn't have any hot water. And I took a shower anyway because, Kevin, you know, when you play hockey, you get stinky as fuck. And Mm -hmm. there's no way you're going to go sit in your car without taking a shower. Or the bar, for that matter. Or the bar. Right. So I took took a, a shower without any hot water. And let me tell you, that was an experience. Mm hmm. Not fun. But I recommend it. I think it's great. For a second, it feels like it fucking stops your heart. Yeah, like, so you, like cold, you have a hard right? time like breathing, you're... right? Oh, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I had that, too, where you almost feel like you're, you're like about to hyperventilate or something. Yep. Yeah. How long did you do it, the cold showers? Uh, so when I first started doing it, I probably did it for about a month. 
And then I do it off and on. Okay. It's, so you did it for a month a straight. Is that is that right? Yeah. The, the whole shower right. cold or just the 100 seconds and then there? No, just the 100 seconds. Okay. Got it. John, have you so, ever tried? I, I have never like made the tr- like conscious choice to do it, but I really did get the gas cut off one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say yeah. it was a gas bill yeah. issue. <laughs> it, it was a ga- and and I sort of got like I would I would turn the heat on in the bathroom. I had like these these electric heaters. I would turn the heaters on. I'd let that shit go for 10 minutes and then I would turn it on the water. I'd jump in the shower. I would take I would probably bathe in a minute and a half, which I've never done. <laughs> and then I would jump out. And, How long and do you like, normally take? A shower? Yeah. 37 minutes. Huh. I don't know. I don't know. Like 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 10 minutes. Like 10, 10 minutes? minutes? What are you doing? Oh, no, never mind. If that <laughs> happens again, what you do is you turn on the water the and you get in the tub and you fill up your tub. Mm-hmm. And then what you do, what you want to do is you plug in a toaster, mm-hmm. and then you all just good drop it on the water, and that'll heat up. But you yeah. have to make sure you're in the tub. You have to be in it. Or <laughs> it drop it. Work. You yeah. drop it in the water, and it'll warm up the water for you. So you want me to die? You're trying. You want me to die, Greg? <laughs> you won't be cold anymore. I mean, this is a dark moment in our relationship. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> dark. Yep. Sorry. Hmm. Just ignore the tag that's on your toaster <laughs> wire. That says do not put in your bathtub. They have to put it on there, but it's not real. No, it's not real. So the third pillar of the Wim Hof method is commitment. Penis. Oh. The, uh, it's basically the founded foundation of the other two. Both cold exposure and conscious breathing requires patience and dedication in order to be fully mastered. Armed with focus and determination, you are ready to explore and eventually master your own body and mind. This pillar is primarily about willpower do you guys feel like you have good willpower nope mm, absolutely not like for real i don't want to have willpower it's fucked up i mean it, de- it depends on what it is but no <laughs> <laughs> i do not have that i do not possess that so <laughs> no this you either true. greg no you know i watched that movie the last samurai <laughs> With Tom Cruise, uh-huh. and you know he's he's stuck in that village, and everyone has tremendous willpower and discipline, and I'm like, Meh, not for me. No, so you would say I that know. you guys don't have you guys aren't very disciplined. Is that a little well, bit? So right now there's there's cheese in my refrigerator that I told myself I'm not gonna eat that cheese, <laughs> but you know what's gonna happen tonight? I'm gonna eat that cheese, man. Mm-hmm. I think I you no should willpower. eat that cheese. Well, willpower goes down exponentially when. Alcohol or particularly weed are involved, at least mm. for me. So fat tire, if this is your fault that I'm yeah. gonna eat cheese. Like if I if I smoke weed, all willpower is out the window. I yeah. basically just just devour everything I can. Same, but uh, but yeah, and but I have willpower. Too. With, and yeah, alcohol, I have willpower yeah. in other things. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I have I have really good willpower. Like it's funny because I totally associate willpower with diet. During the day, I. My willpower, I, it does, it's not even willpower to me. It's just easy. I, I never, like, I always eat pretty well. And then at night, my willpower just, as soon as the sun sets, I'm like, go ahead, Greg. Eat a chocolate chip cookie. Oh, <laughs> oh wait. Oh, wait. There's more than one. Greg, yeah. there's a whole box of them. You know, you already ate one, so why not have two? Put it in yeah. your mouth. Put, put, no me, one's in your mouth. put me in your mouth right now, you son of a bitch. No one's going to know, you dumb fuck. Just fucking eat more. <laughs> I you, mean, they'll you, know. You they won't know tomorrow, anyway. but in four months, they'll know. <laughs> all, your pants, all your pants are like stretchy sweatpants anyway. <laughs> just, just fucking do it, Greg. 
And Greg's like, oh, you don't have to tell me. You don't have to ask me more than once. Greg, Greg's already I'm, halfway right. through the box of cookies. <laughs> yeah. What were you saying, Brain? you're like damn it i'm out of cookies what brain what go to (laughs) 7-eleven go get more cookies ice cream chocolate chip ice cream that's no no cookie dough cookie in the ice cream Mm -hmm. (laughs) save time combine those two things i wish pink dot was still around (laughs) i know i really want ice cream now damn it god what is pink dot Pink Dot was a uh, like a convenience store, but it wasn't like really open to the public. You would call them or, I don't know, fax them. <laughs> I don't know what people <laughs> did in the early 90s. And then you'd give them an order and they'd deliver it to your house. It's perfect uh, for stoners. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that reference from the movie Swingers, right? Swingers, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I never knew what it was, though. Do you remember, wait, do you remember in The 40-Year-Old Virgin when... when um, when it's so hard it, to do a subject. <laughs> when the woman, when the woman had a eBay store, like stuff you buy on eBay, yeah. and Jonah Hill went in there and he wanted to buy the fucking shoes with the goldfish in them, and <laughs> yes. she's like, "You know, we don't really sell to the public. Like, you just you can't just come in here." He's like, "But I have money, and I want these shoes. So if I just give you the money, I'll just take these." And she's like, "Nah, it doesn't work that way." Pink dot, same way. You can't go in there and buy Fritos. You have to fucking call them and order it, and they bring it to you. I don't know why that was so important for me to tell you. <laughs> I don't either. Um, yeah. Were there any other movies that referenced something similar to Pink Dot that you would like to bring up? I, uh, I was see. trying to follow that thread, and I, I literally just walked into a wall. There was so. the Ten Commandments. I think that had Pink Dot in it. So the website goes on to say, people with low willpower tend to make poor choices in life, as we just discussed. Yeah, no shit. Because they give in to short-term goals at the expense of longer-term goals. People with more willpower are happier, healthier, more satisfied in relationships, have better careers, and can cope with stress, conflicts, and adversities more easily. Willpower, self-control, and commitment are very important parts of the Wim Hof method because conscious breathing and cold therapy require patience and dedication. We believe you can train your brain to increase willpower and self-control. So that is the, the basis of the Wim Hof method. What are you guys' thoughts so far? So far... I like it. It's not inspiring me to try it because it sounds like some crazy Norwegian motherfucker. But but I like that you're doing it. It's something to aspire to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm a well, couple standard deviations away from like willpower and actually changing making any changes yeah, in my life. Yeah. I'm pretty I'm look, You did that you did when, half of it though. You did the cold water thing. Yeah, I did. I did. And I I mean I get it. I like it. It feels I, I'm sure it's like a, a wonderful thing. I've done a lot of meditation. I've done deep breathing exercises, relaxation, meditation. I've done all that fucking shit. I don't necessarily like associate those things with willpower so much as I do just settling your mind mm-hmm. and just yeah. like being able to decompress. And I think the is, willpower part is to to help to you need the willpower to do the other things, the breathing and the cold shower stuff. The cold therapy. Yeah, I think so too. It's it's obviously like you're challenging yourself to do things that right. are physically uncomfortable. Right. So if you and then you know you're doing but standing it incrementally. Sometimes is physically uncomfortable. Mm. So What's that? I said sometimes standing is physically uncomfortable. Sometimes sitting <laughs> is physically uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I sleep 
Nothing happens. I wake up and my back is killing yeah, me. I know. Exactly. I know. So sleep, what sleep will get you. What the fuck is that about? <laughs> sleep will get <laughs> Lately, I've been waking up in the middle of the night. My hands are asleep. <laughs> so that's been fun. To give yourself a stranger. And I immediately masturbate because yeah. I feel like someone else will give me a hand. Yep. yep. That's. Yep. Um, how did how did the how does meditation go for you, uh, Greg? Do you does it do do you feel like you get benefits from it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. It actually enhances every aspect of your life: willpower, discipline, self control, uh, patience, um, just overall well being. Yeah, it just really Agreed. puts you in. In John and I both went to. Um, we just we we both learned. Um, well, what the fuck was it called? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you weren't saying it because you didn't want to. I don't know. Transcendental. Is this meditation. another pyramid scheme thing? <laughs> yeah yeah so here's the thing you get three friends who are going to meditate under you right <laughs> yeah, right exactly <laughs> and they get three friends and then somehow and i don't fucking get this you get to retire <laughs> so. yeah they send you a volkswagen it's yeah awesome i've tried i've tried me- meditating and i I'm, I'm not very good at it it's it's hard i i have a hard time staying focused my mind wanders so much all the time. Well, that's a, a mis- that's a common misconception about meditation. Is your your mind can wonder? It's okay. You're, it's okay. It's but okay. But that's everything. I he- everything I hear says bring your mind back to breathing. Right. When you realize it, go back to. But you're gonna. That's yeah, the but thing. It's okay. It's a practice. But see, I get frustrated. I'm like, fucking a brain. Well, because your your brain sucks and you're a loser. Yeah, and then but- I'm like, all right, fine. I'll go get a cookie. Ah. <laughs> And then I'm gonna eat that cookie, and then we're getting back to not doing anything. And then we're gonna, be, that's, I'm gonna eat this cookie, <laughs> and then I'm gonna breathe again. Kevin's mantra is chocolate chip cookie. Mm. <laughs> I, I uh, so we did the transcendental meditation was was pretty awesome. But we did a I, I did I used to do this. I, I, I can't remember if it was I think it was Tibetan Book of the Dead or something like that. John, but we did another meditation together. Remember in Eagle Rock, the walking one. Eagle Rock, yeah, we did the yeah. walking meditation. But I've never done that one again. I did. Yeah, that was pretty th- fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> John and I were trying not to giggle. <laughs> It's like you just you get in this trance and you start stabbing each other. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Pretty good with penises. <laughs> yeah, whether huh. you have them or not, penis stabbing. Everyone brings one, their penises. I've not heard of that one. <laughs> yeah, it, it, meditation is a huge benefit, though. In all seriousness, it's meditation it's pretty... is apparently also an S and M bar we go to. So, <laughs> <laughs> going to meditation. They have incense and shit. It's good. What's yeah. nice is that you can tell your wives you're going to go to meditation, and they're like, oh, "Cool, enjoy your meditation." And you're just like, "Yeah, you don't know, you don't know, but they do know, and uh, they yeah, oh, they don't because, know because you're yeah. singing it out loud <laughs> on the way out. You're having yeah, this whole inner know. dialogue out loud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, gentlemen, let's uh, let's take a break, and right. when we come back, we'll uh, we'll learn all about our friend Wim Hof. Oh, um, I can't wait! Hey, did you know I have an Om symbol tattooed? Happy. The battleground this election is Georgia. We got to fight like we've never fought before. A historic rematch for governor. Democracy only works when we work for it. In control of the Senate. It is time for me to get out and fight. Will all be decided here. Welcome to the blue Georgia. Know what's really going on with the Politically Georgia podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. We were there before all this media attention. Our team of journalists are the authority on the campaign trail. The results will have implications for years to come. Politically Georgia, hosted by AJC Political Insiders, Greg Bluestein 
and Patricia Murphy. Follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Free people. Fashion. <laughs> Unique pieces. Have your own kind of style. Wear more colorful stuff. Black t-shirts. <laughs> I love creating my own look. Hip, sexy, vintage. How do I top that? It's just, like, not so cool to look the same all the time. Leather. Leather all the way. Comfy, <laughs> casual. A pair of big old baggy, light wash, blue jeans. Creativity. Inspiration. Free people. Free people. Free people. <laughs> All right, we are back. So, who is this Wim Hof guy anyway? Wim Hof is also known as the Iceman. I'm sure that's very shocking to you. Val Kilmer. Is it? Wait, <laughs> the Iceman was a hitman. It's true. It's true. This is not that guy. Okay. Different Iceman. <laughs> like, wow. This yeah. guy's. This is what I've learned murdering people. This is, you you're like, this episode took a turn. <laughs> So Wim Hof is a Dutch motivational speaker and extreme athlete noted for his ability to withstand freezing temperatures. He has several records related to his ability to handle cold temperatures, which he attributes to these feats to his Wim Hof method. So some of his records and accomplishments. On March of 2000, Hof set the Guinness World Record for farthest swim under ice with a distance of 57.5 meters or 188.6 Feet. under ice no insane wow no, that's yeah. no you could die that way yeah that's the bad. swim uh, at a lake near pelo finland was filmed for a dutch television program and a test run the previous day almost ended in disaster when his corneas started to freeze and he was swimming blind a diver rescued him as he was starting to lose consciousness i love that he almost died on the test run and then did the swim for the cameras the next day <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because he takes cold showers. <laughs> yeah. That is a cold shower move right there. That is a cold shower move. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, hey, guys, listen, I almost died. I'm not fucking doing this again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. If I almost died, it'd be like, you know what? Let's call off the television crew. <laughs> I don't even think I'd ever do it the first time to have almost died. Yeah. That's Can true. you imagine like how panic, how panicky that would be? Like just knowing that there's no like it's just ice above you. Like mm, mm. that's kind of fucked up man i'm getting anxious thinking about right it. i am too yes yeah like i don't well how don't how thick is the ice uh thick enough where you can't just break through it okay that's bad here's how thick it is thick enough for your corneas to freeze <laughs> that's how thick it is <laughs> on january 26th 2007 he ran the fastest half marathon barefoot on ice and snow he did it in two hours, 16 minutes, and 34 seconds. This guy sounds like an asshole. <laughs> that record, by the way, was beat this past January. Just this past January. Good. He held on to it for a long time. Since By his mom. By his mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, yep. That same year, he attempted to scale Mount Everest wearing nothing but shorts and shoes, but was oh thwarted God. by a foot injury. He did, however, make it up to about 24,000 feet. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> this guy sounds like a real fucking dick, man. You're very I, angry at him. Yeah, I don't like him. <laughs> Where's your anger coming from? I, I, it's coming from... Have you ever been really cold? It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, he names this fucking method after himself, which does not sell well. But he has a cool cool sounding name. Yeah. I mean, like the Greg well, Mitchell method just doesn't have the same ring to it. Well, I already told you what's involved it sells, in that method. It sounds more like a, like a car salesman method. <laughs> well, no, we already method. heard about that. Masturbation, yeah. pizza, sleep. Was that it? Were those oh, the three pillars? Oh, 
oh, guess what? If you do the method that I'm telling you to do, that's, you know, named after me. It's the best. Fuck you, buddy. Wow, man, you really, you really are hanging on to this. You have, <laughs> I don't like you started that wagon. <laughs> not one bit. Not one bit. Nope. Well, it's not, this isn't going to get better for you then. Uh, he <laughs> tackled Mount Kilimanjaro crazy. next, again wearing only shorts and shoes, and reached the top, 19,341 feet. What's with that? Like, what's with... So he's just got, like, fucking hard nipples the whole way up. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> he did it in less than two days, which was an unheard of feat. Yeah. Okay. And he probably did insane. have very perky nipples, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. That was not what in did... my research, but I would guess that. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't it know sounds he... like he's it sounds like he's got a mental health issue. Is he still alive? Yes. Yes he is. Okay. Well, good. Listener to this podcast. Probably not. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> hey guys, introducing <laughs> Wim Hoff, our special he just, guest. He just opens the door behind me. Yeah. With his titties. <laughs> Shirt shirts off. So this one is fun. In 2008, he was urgently hospitalized because he sat on a public fountain in Amsterdam and ruptured his rectum, resulting in an injury that almost caused his death. A fucking ruptured rectum. So apparently, he was trying to give himself an enema. He had done it... I just, I just get chills. That sounds so painful. He, he had done it. That's bef- the only part of what he's ever done that I wanted to. Do. Uh, he had done it before without a problem, but the city of had, he did. But the city had altered the jet a few weeks earlier to have a more powerful spot. <laughs> he's like, this, this is not going to work until the water comes out of my nose. <laughs> now I feel like that would invigorate you. That would yeah, really charge you. Up. You're like, I gotta tell you, I've just done a total 180 on this guy. He's now my hero. I just ripped my rectum. I am ready to tackle this day after I have ass surgery. Yes. I would fucking climb Mount Kilimanjaro, whatever the fuck, if I did that. It's gotta be way easier than tearing your asshole. That sounds so painful. He's voluntarily tearing his asshole, pizza. too. So the water essentially <laughs> cut through his colon and intestines like a water knife. Oh, oh God. it must have really. That's see, he achieved oh. self actualization because oh. he loves the cold water and he literally tore his body open to get it everywhere. <laughs> oh God! So oh, God. his his, uh, his son was meeting him at the park and found him and rushed him to the ER. <laughs> oh. Dad. Dad. <laughs> Dad, this doesn't look good. Oh. You know what, Dad? It's probably better if you just die. <laughs> I'm going to leave you here. <laughs> We're going to tell everybody you had a heart attack. <laughs> I thought my dad embarrassed me. Could you imagine explaining that in the hospital? <laughs> well, since Wim Hof could uh, resist pain so well, the hospital didn't realize how serious things were Jesus. until he fainted. <laughs> they stitched him up. This is <laughs> but they, hold, on, hold on. This is just a different kind of human being than I am. Like I'm just not I'm not I'm not that tough. Like yeah. I don't I don't want to be that tough. I love my jacket and my con- I love my controlled climate. Your warm water showers. Yes, I love them. <laughs> I love not going to the hospital cuz I <laughs> tore my rectum in half. Fucking rectum. Yes, yeah. and intestines. Yes. So they stitched him up but they did worry about sepsis. Um oh. 
Oh, but yeah. uh, Wim, of course, didn't take any antibiotics. He healed all on his own, <laughs> but it did take a long time. <laughs> oh. oh, God. He probably just stuck out ice cubes up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Numb it all up. So, as a kid, Hoff was really interested in yoga, karate, and Hinduism. When he was 17, he was walking by the half-frozen Beatrix Park Canal in Amsterdam and had a powerful urge to jump in. He took off his clothes and he dove in. From a 2017 Rolling Stone article by Eric Hedegaard titled, Wim Hoff Says He Holds the Key to a Healthy Life, But Will Anyone Listen?, even today, he had a Whoa, difficult... Not, not to this guy. Not the rectum, the, the torn rectum. Well, the rectum. <laughs> yeah, that, it's like, well, quick, quick question, sir. Are you the guy that rectum his colon and rectum? Yeah. Was that, We're was not going to listen you? to anything you have to say. Are you the guy who thought it'd be a good idea to sit on top of a fountain in the middle of a park just to give yourself an enema? <laughs> I yeah. wonder what yeah. the statue was in the fountain. Like, Was it like one of those fish that are like spitting water out, or was it a mermaid? I think it I might have been something like a fire hose, because uh, <laughs> it got him pretty good. <laughs> Even today, he has a difficult time, time explaining the impulse to jump into that lake when he was 17. I felt this attraction to the cold water, he says. And then after I went in, I felt this understanding, an inside connection. It gave me a rush. My mind was free of gibberish. It was so good, in fact, that he returned the next day to take the plunge again, and he continued throughout the winter and beyond along the way evolving his breathing techniques, which is te- technique which is based on the centuries-old Tibetan Buddhist practice known as Tumo meditation, but features none of its spiritual trappings. For the next 15 years, Hoff continued his daily routine, basically keeping, to imse- keeping it to himself while working various odd jobs. I read somewhere else that he found a, sec- a secluded spot behind some trees to jump in the lake. He liked the peace of being totally alone. So he says he never told anyone he did it, although he did have a wife and kids. So I would imagine that that like he would at least tell them where he was going. Or maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> maybe not. He probably said, I'm having an affair. After the great <laughs> fountain incident, maybe he wasn't <laughs> technically allowed to go out. <laughs> His wife's like, I can't trust you. You're going to go sit on a fountain again. Oh, man. She's like, yeah. can't you just go have an affair like a normal guy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know that I can't bend my philosophy for anyone. I got fountains to sit on. and <laughs> he, You know what? It's a shame that he doesn't, you know, he go to like Hurricane Harbor in Santa Clarita <laughs> and go down one of those water slides. Mm-hmm. Not only do you get that water shooting right up your butthole, but your bathing suit goes up there too. So that's, that's <laughs> fun, fun that time. That is a ringing endorsement for water slides. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Wim Hof's probably the guy who's there the first day it opens when it's still a little chilly out. (laughs) He really is an asshole. I thought you liked him now because the rectum thing. No, but then he just, I immediately just pulled it back. Sorry. Okay. It's it is tough being in a relationship with Greg. You never know where you stand. (laughs) (laughs) This this poor guy is listening to this podcast right now, going, "Ah, damn it! I thought I had him." (laughs) Sorry, I'm fickle. You are fickle. So speaking of his family, back to the article by Hedegaard, uh, his wife began showing signs of schizophrenia, and one day in 1995, after kissing her four children goodbye, she jumped off the eighth floor of an apartment building and died. So that is just devastating. Um, yeah, that's, that's not funny. A bit later, Hoff said he had a vision in which he saw how his breathing technique could help people like his wife. I can bring people back to tranquility, he once said. My method can give them back control. 
He started to popularize his techniques, but had little success until a TV news crew came to film him jumping into holes cut in a nearby frozen lake, and also happened to film him saving a guy who had accidentally fallen through the ice and was just moments away from death. In yeah, the he aftermath, fell through one of the fucking holes he made. In the aftermath, <laughs> he became known through Holland as the Iceman. That didn't, that's not necessarily true. It's like a, it was like one of the joke. cameramen. He was walking backwards. And just went, ah! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like the Joker and Batman. He's both. Yeah, he's, he's both, both of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you fell in my hole. Oh shit! Let me get you out. I still think Val Kilmer was a better Iceman in Top Gun. Oh, that was his nickname. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't understand yeah. that reference earlier. Yeah, I didn't either. Sorry, you old motherfucker. Sorry for watching Top Gun. Did did Top Gun two come out yet? Wasn't that supposed to come out, or is that oh, delayed because of the pandemic? I think it got delayed. It's coming out sometime in twenty something or another. Are they going to do the beach volleyball scene again? It'd be a lot different. <laughs> Gotta hope so. Man, that would be. That'd be yep, a very different, saggier. <laughs> like, like Everything would be a lot lower. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> different They'd kind of be movements. like missing all their high fives. <laughs> <laughs> high five! Someone breaks a finger <laughs> instead of instead of volleyball. It's shuffleboard. <laughs> <laughs> instead of flying jets, they'd be like on those little Quinn operated like airplanes outside the grocery store. Oh, they're in rascals, the little, the little, <laughs> the little, little uh, motorized carts. Danger zone. And I did say I went to the danger zone because that's no, really highway. what it is. It's it's highway to the danger. Zone. <laughs> I was listening. That came on somewhat recently on Sirius XM 80s on eight. Not a sponsor, but. I did. Uh, I still like listening to it. I'm like, God, it really does sound like he's saying I went to the danger zone. Highway to the danger zone just makes no fucking sense. Neither of them makes sense. <laughs> oh, good point. <laughs> well, I mean, but like a twister, I was born to walk alone. <laughs> yeah. Makes so much fucking that sense. That one's worse. That one makes so much sense. Yeah. A twister is born to be alone. It doesn't travel with other tornadoes. No. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. Wait, what are the real lyrics to that? Uh, like a drifter, I was born. Oh, to like walk a drifter. Right, right. That makes a, makes a hell of a lot more sense. <laughs> it sure does. So, some well, other t- interesting <laughs> tidbits about Hoff. He can speak ten languages. He claims to be able to hold his breath for ten minutes. He says he can control his erections at will. <laughs> so can Viagra. <laughs> He oh, wait, says what? that he can, he can, if he's meditating, he cannot be aroused if he doesn't want to be, no matter what kind of physical help he's getting. That's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, it sounds all, like ED, is what it sounds like. Out. Exactly. Yeah. It is. It he's is a ED. fucking perv. <laughs> what? He's like, he's like telling his wife, hey, I want you to jerk me off <laughs> when I'm meditating. Like, watch and my I mind bet control. you I can't get a hard on. You've told. <laughs> Like four to five masturbation jokes just on this episode alone, but he's the perv. Oh man! No, I haven't told that many does masturbation that, jokes. Does what that, are you talking does about? That, that like was a John, knife, Greg. That was John. Is what you said. You know these are being <laughs> recorded, right? <laughs> what? Uh, he ran a full marathon without training or water in a desert, then rehydrated with beer. 
That sounds fucking stupid. That sounds awesome like my kind of end. marathon, though. He <laughs> just sounds like an alcoholic. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that story does not paint him in a good light. <laughs> he would definitely want water. He's uh, sure. he has eaten only one meal a day for the past thirty-eight years. But in fairness, it's been a KFC double down what? full bucket, bucket of chicken, full bucket of chicken with sides, right? And he spreads it out throughout the entire day. Extra biscuits. <laughs> so it's not super impressive. <laughs> he eats one meal starting at 6 in the morning going to 9 o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> this one's pretty interesting. He also says he doesn't need psychedelics because he can trigger his own DMT gland. When asked if he's ever tried any drugs. <laughs> okay, sir, you have, you have my attention. Is that is that inside his rectum that he tore open? <laughs> yeah, that is exactly what DMT releases in your brain. That's what it's made to do. It's when you tear your rectum for doing stupid shit. When asked if he's ever tried any drugs to find deeper consciousness, he replied, no, not at all. I can trigger my own DMT, a hormone driven from the pineal gland. Is that mm. it, John? Yeah. Pineal. Pineal? Pineal gland. Peniel? Why are you asking me? I don't know. I don't know. You're the sciencey guy in this, on the podcast. <laughs> I mispronounce everything. I know, trouble. but you know sciencey stuff. And no, he doesn't. Know, psychedelic stuff. Um, pineal. So I can trigger my own DMT, a hormone driven from the pineal gland. I know how to get there and can do it all the time. You have a better control over the, your, the hormonal system. You don't need drugs to be drugged by yourself in a natural way. That'd be pretty sweet. I mean, that'd be a lot yeah. cheaper than <laughs> buying beer and weed. <laughs> hey, we're gonna go meditate and you know get fucked up. Get fucked so. up. <laughs> then okay, I'm gonna so eat a box of cookies. I ha- I have a sincere question about this. Okay, did he discover that on accident or on purpose? Did he tell himself, "I'm gonna give myself a psychedelic trip and I'm gonna activate my pineal gland," or was he just out in the sun one day too long and it happened? Like fuck this guy. My my guess is he was doing his breathing exercises and meditation, and he stumbled upon it. Yeah, that's true. I would. I would. Uh, you can definitely get get to that point. I think up breathing. There, there's like a whole uh, I forget what it's called, like hypotrochic breath or something like that. But it, but it's a uh, like this, this. You do this like for hours. You do this certain type of breathing, and then people talk about how it it, it does like get you to a state of like ecstasy. Hmm. But it's like super incredible, like pain. It's like a state of like you're in pain, you're in pain, you're in pain, and then you kind of break through this thing, and then when you break through the pain, you hit like this like incredible. It's it's like running. It's like when you get a runner's high. Ah, it's like, okay. You, you know that kind of thing. All the pain, like the you, pain stuff is that that doesn't sound all that appealing. Yeah, I don't. Like you can pain. also solve a Rubik's cube in thirty seconds. Uh, nothing about yes. Rubik's cubes. Sorry, buddy. Oh. Oh. Well, what is this? What are we Loser. doing this for? <laughs> this podcast is stupid. <laughs> I really thought this was going to be the Rubik's Cube episode, and God damn it. That you've been waiting for for 73 episodes. Yes. So, a little bit of history. Uh, Tumo breathing and meditation. The elements of the Wim Hof method are borrowed from other techniques. This is from, happiness. This is from a happiness.com article by D. Marquez. Tumo, which is sometimes called Shandali Yoga, is a Tibetan meditation technique that relies on a mix of breathing and visualization exercises. The ancient practices mentioned in sacred texts dating back to the 8th century where the word Tumo means heat. John, you referenced Tibetan meditation earlier. Is this anything that you're familiar with? Uh, no. 
Okay. <laughs> I was just curious. I didn't know if it was the same I thing. Did, I mean, I'm sure there's no, a did, bunch of them, but I did a I did a thing. It was like a I forget. It was like a death meditation. So basically, it was a what now? You were, it was a death meditation. So basically, what you're doing is when you're doing the meditation, you're telling yourself like you're going to die. Like that. Like it's just like over and over again. You're like I, you are going to die. Like you cannot get out of this. You're going to die. You're not. <laughs> You will die. You will die. And you just, and it, but it's like you're not saying it out loud because I know when you say it out loud, it makes Craig, are you crazy. starting to piece some things together about John's <laughs> mental state right now? Because yeah, I, I don't, I don't but know then, how necessary it is to do this. But, but then, but then it like, but then you hit this point where, like, and that's what's so cool about the meditation where you're like, what it's supposed to do is like, right, like, so many things that we think matter don't matter. Right. Sure. Right. And I will say, of all the meditations I've done, that meditation, like and I and I spent a long time since I've done it. I should actually start doing it again. Is that meditation just made me see the world completely different? Not because I wanted to die, but because I'm like right. Like you can't like at any moment, right? Like my brother, couple you know, like almost almost died in a car accident, and and he didn't, and that's awesome. But it's like that's it. It's just it's so like fleeting, right? right. Yeah, and it can happen at any killed, moment. Yeah. You almost yeah. killed me with this boring story. <sighs> Man, you know, it's like I I share, I open up. Like, yeah, here's close my it heart. Up. Close it. <laughs> on my heart. <laughs> Don't open it. Close it. All <sighs> over my heart. You pissed on my heart. So much compassion here on History Defeats Itself. <laughs> I think that's an that's another Kenny Loggins song. <laughs> you pissed on my heart. Yeah. <laughs> that's the second verse of I went to the danger zone. <laughs> you pissed on my fucking heart. <laughs> No, I think it's like piss through my heart and you're too plain. You know that's not Kenny wow. Loggins, though, right? Yeah, it doesn't matter, Kevin. <laughs> it was the eighties. It was the eighties. It was all interchangeable. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for peeing on your heart, John. Jesus. So Tibet has an elevation of about fourteen thousand three hundred seventy feet, or four thousand and three hundred four thousand three hundred eighty meters to our non-American listeners above sea level. Because of the height, it gets very cold up there. And we all know how difficult it can be to concentrate when, it's, when you're super cold. Especially some more than others. John complains about the cold quite often. And when it's not really that cold. Wait, is that me? Did you say John yeah. or Greg? John. Me? Yeah. I complain about the cold? Man, when you visited Chicago that time, you complained constantly. And it was like 40 degrees. Right, because it was freezing. <laughs> <laughs> that is not freezing. No matter if it's Celsius or Fahrenheit. You, you don't know what planet I'm from. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Okay, that's don't, fair. That's if it's Celsius, that's I don't accept your hot. science. Yeah, that is hot. So the Tumo breathing technique was developed to awaken the body's inner fire. The article talks about a study that was conducted by researchers from Harvard University who met the Dalai Lama during his visit to the United States. Throughout the 1980s, researchers visited remote Buddhist monasteries in Tibet and northern India. Incredibly, they found that monks who practiced tumo breathing could raise the temperature of their skin by up to 7 degrees. This feat is even, is even more astonishing when we consider the conditions under which these monks meditated. According to the study, they only wore basic woolen robes and slept outdoors directly on rocks with no mattress or insulation other than their clothes. Overnight, Temperatures dropped to up to minus 17 degrees Celsius, which is about zero degrees Fahrenheit, and the monks slept without so much as a shiver. So they went from zero Fahrenheit to seven Fahrenheit. But they didn't shiver. Fuck. That's pretty fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Well, let's be honest. The three of us, not candidates to be monks. So no. I think in any way, like this is not really our jam. But, but I didn't candidate even know that a... was a qualification to be a monk. I'm not a candidate to be a brain surgeon either. There's a lot of things I'm not going to be <laughs> that we're going to talk about on this podcast. So that's fine. What do you think you'd be better at, a monk or a brain surgeon? Probably brain surgery. A lot warmer, and that you could. I'm gonna try brain surgery instead of like. I'd rather do that than than, than monking. Yeah, than than being outside <laughs> without shivering. I mean, it will. I mean, am I a good brain surgeon or am I just bad at it? <laughs> I would guess you're probably pretty bad at it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, I'm a horrible person. I yeah. should go do the the monk thing. People. So, John, we need to talk about care. the. Uh, the lobotomies that you're giving people? No, I'm a brain surgeon. No, those are lobotomies. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, I go with the monk thing then. I'll, I'll, yeah. You're going to do monk for the good of the world. Yeah, for the good of the world. Can, I, can I do brain surgery on monks? <laughs> oh, there, there's an option. So, uh, so anyway, you can see how Wim Hof used these techniques to develop his own method and handle the crazy cold he puts himself through if this Harvard... Uh, study was correct. There are claims that TUMO meditation can help treat stress, high blood pressure, insomnia, and anxiety, much the same as Win Hoff claims that his method can help people. So you can see the connection there. Uh, cold. Let's talk about the cold. Obviously, the benefits of cold therapy are, are nothing new. Everyone knows about icing a sore muscle. Uh, Greg, throughout your sports playing days, did you ever sit in a cold tub? The ice no. tub? Nope, no, I didn't. Yeah, I have not either. I've heard from athletes. I, I mean, you didn't ask, but I, neither did I. I never had to sit in a cold. You didn't ask the question. I didn't. I assume you forgot to ask me, so I'm just going to answer no. I never sat okay. in an ice tub. Okay. Well, okay. I know it wouldn't be for a sports-related situation. <laughs> he assumed, like in your alto sax band, you didn't. Hey, you have can to. you can blow out a you can blow out a finger, and oh man, that is that well that is uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's a minor inconvenience that no one wants. Right, <laughs> it really is, and you'll be over in hours. But those are not hours you want to live through. Yeah. You know, yeah, those are those are tough. But but anyway, I've heard from athletes, uh, both amateur and professional, that that cold tubs are the best thing after, like a hard practice, a workout, or a game. It's better than the hot tub. You just feel like kind of refreshed and renewed after a cold tub. But it sounds pretty awful. I mean, yeah, saying, it's a nice no. bath. You know, that doesn't sound really pleasant. Can I wear a dry suit in the cold bath? In which no. case. No, I think that no, kind of defeats the purpose. Okay. I'd be way more comfortable, though. You're not wrong on that one. Yeah. yeah. Cold therapy is also referred to as cryotherapy. Uh, I struggled to find a lot of history on cryotherapy outside of websites promoting their cryotherapy business. So I'm going to go roll with that. Here's some uh, info <laughs> listed on the Rocky Mountain cryotherapy website. Uh, it's like ringing. Hey, you're like, I couldn't find anything. So fuck it. Here it goes. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. You know, Take it or leave it. In an ancient Egyptian text, the Edwin Smith Papyrus discussed how during any kind of trauma, cold was used to treat inflammation. In 400 BC, friend of the podcast Hippocrates used cold to treat swelling and pain. That guy is our go-to. He got around. He did get around. He He said some pretty smart shit. He was was pretty awesome. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he was pretty awesome. In 1050 AD, Anglo-Saxon monks used cold as a local anesthetic. In 1845, it was discovered by Dr. James Arnott that it was a very effective treatment for migraines. In other experiments, he discovered that tumors shrank when in contact with cold. 
Following his discoveries, new expansion systems were developed for cooling gases, and in, in 1892, John Dewar came up with the first vacuum flask for handling liquefied gases, and liquefaction of air was commercialized in 1895. I heard that if people are suffering from a heart attacks, a lot of ambulances can um, set the temperature way, way down, or they try and, they try and get your body temperature way, Does it way kind of low. Does it kind and of it just helps. chill out the heart? Is that kind of the idea? It it reduces the stress on the heart and the workload on the heart. So, really? yeah, I did it's not supposed know that. to help your survival rate. So, Good to know. fucking A. Good to know. So, if I'm having a heart attack, just jump just in an icy fridge. bath or get in the freezer <laughs> into what did the you say first. <laughs> huh? What was the first thing you said? I said fridge. Oh, fridge. But then yeah. I figured that's not cold enough. Yeah. Well, neither yeah. are real practical. I'm just going to be honest. I do not have a walk-in fridge or freezer. <laughs> you get in a drawer. You close your stuff in the freezer. She didn't push me in. Kevin's poor. This sucks. I'm poor, yeah. I do not have a meat locker in my house. Yeah. Where are you hanging your meat, if you will? <laughs> just in the living room. It's chilly in there. In 1907, solidified carbon dioxide began u- being used to successfully treat warts and various types of lupus. This marked the end of liquid air, and after 1910, carbon dioxide was mostly used in cryotherapy. Liquid nitrogen became available in the market soon after World War II. It was in Japan in 1978 that Dr. Toshima Yamaguchi treated all kinds of pains, including rheumatoid arthritis, with freezing cold therapy, short-duration sessions applied on the surface of the skin. He soon concluded that the rapid decrease of temperature created a sudden release of endorphins and reduced pain. Eventually, the chambers were developed, and whole-body cryotherapy soon became known for its virtues as a physical therapy and became a favorite for athletes on a worldwide basis. Cryotherapy saunas are used today for a wide range of pains and soreness as well as for skin conditions. I was looking around, and there are cryotherapy places all over the country. There are a lot in both of our home states of California and Colorado. The average cost was about 50 bucks for a three-minute session. All right. Super cheap and the chambers were cooled to anywhere from minus 300 to i'm sorry minus 200 to minus 300 degrees fahrenheit and that is 130 to minus 130 to minus 185 degrees celsius again for our canadian listeners and everybody who's not american because for some reason we have a different system that nobody understands why it makes no sense whatsoever why are we not on the same systems everybody else in the world we all know it's so much easier i like it we all know it's dumb (laughs) Of course you do, Greg. <laughs> America! <laughs> fuck math! <laughs> America, fuck math. I'm imagining, I mean, do you guys, you, you guys have never done cryotherapy, I would imagine, or else you probably would have said something by now, right? I mean, <laughs> I've been waiting for this cryo, opportunity. Then who are you? <laughs> do you know anybody who does cryotherapy? No. No. Just Walt Disney. Oh. Well, no, I don't think, I think that was cryogenically frozen. That's yeah. different. No, yeah. Different thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's different because you're dead. <laughs> Yes, yes. I read no, an article I, by Dr. Robert H. Schmerling of Harvard Health. He said a recent did you study... you say Schmerling? Schmerling. Schmerling. It's a good name. You, you, you're Spell saying it? this is a real person, Dr. Yes, Schmerling. Yes, Dr. Robert H. Schmerling of Harvard <laughs> okay. Health. Okay, sure. He's a lot smarter than us. All right. He said a recent study, study found that cryotherapy may lower skin or muscle temperatures to a similar or lesser degree as other forms of cryotherapy, such as applying ice packs. May, it may reduce soreness in the short term and accelerate the perception of recovery after certain activities, though this did not consistently lead to improved function or performance. 
and it did not alter the amount of muscle damage as reflected by blood tests after intense exercise. So Dr. Schmerling's opinion seemed to be that while it didn't hurt to do it, unless you had certain conditions or diseases, the benefits of cryotherapy were not much different from just using ice packs on sore muscles. But I was, I was wondering, I was actually kind of wondering if you guys knew anybody who did it, just because it, it, from my research, it seems pretty big in California. I'm, I'm starting to think he's not as smart as us. <laughs> <laughs> you think it works? Is that what you're saying? No, he is. He was like, wasn't he a proponent of trying all this shit? And He's, then it didn't. You don't listen to me, do you? Nope, I don't. He said it doesn't necessarily hurt to do it, but the benefits were not much different than just using ice packs on sore muscles. Yeah. Do you really okay. think he's a proponent then? I don't. Well, I mean. Maybe you should stop mu- looking at your phone and just pay attention to the podcast. I was looking at my phone because uh, that's where I keep all my pictures of you. And I <laughs> was just gazing true. at. What? That is not true. <laughs> it's a lie. You're a liar. He's like, that is not true. You know you have them framed in, hall, in the hallway, <laughs> on the stairs. <laughs> he's Sorry, actually, Kevin, I got a text from your mom. He's a picture of you into all of his crotches into his pants. Mm-hmm. How's, how's mom? She's well. Good. Good. She oh. wanted to know if you're still rude. <laughs> I'm rude. <laughs> you I even pay yes. attention to me as I was talking. Well, she was the one texting me. I'm not going to ignore that. She hates it when I leave her on red. <laughs> okay, we're going to stop there for tonight. Why? This is part one of my episode on the Wim Hof method. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to commit to following this method every day until my next episode. So for the next six weeks. Boiler alert. Mm-hmm. I signed up for the app. I'm going to do the breathing, the meditation, and the cold showers. Not sure I'm going to do the ice bath. We shall see. But on the next episode, we'll talk about more of the details of what the Wim Hof Method entails. My experience after six weeks of the Wim Hof Method. I'll go into more detail about the science behind their claims. Talk about the critics. And I know it's only six weeks, but I'm hoping to get an idea of if there truly are benefits to applying this to your life. And I know this breaks from our format, since you guys are going to know what my next topic is. But I think it'll be fun. Is that all right? Does this work? I mean, you kind of nope. have us on the spot here. I don't really have. No. You don't really have a choice because. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. See, see, everyone. I'm starting Help. to feel bad that I talk so much shit about this guy. No, no I, I, I think this. I actually love this. I mm-hmm. think this is awesome. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it for six weeks to my next yeah. episode. And uh, how intriguing! So we're gonna see if Kevin defeats himself. We're going to see. Yeah, I guess. What would be what me is, defeating myself? Giving up or, or dying? I don't know. What yeah, is me defeating dying. myself? Dying? dying? Dying in some crazy right, freezer to, burn. To be clear, I am not uh, going to do anything uh, under ice. <laughs> None of that. I'm not climbing any sort of mountains in bare feet or running marathons in the ice or anything like that. Fountains? So you're basically, you're, you're not going to be David Blaine. No, or Wim Hof. Okay. Or Tom Cruise, so, for that matter. Okay. I'm excited for you. are doing the, the breathing and the showers. I'm doing the breathing, the showers, and the meditation, yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm doing, doing f- all those things, too. Big fucking whoop. You said Wait, you what? were done with the cold showers. Well, yeah, but I mean, big deal. I could, I could ratchet it down a couple degrees. <laughs> but I promise you I'll breathe. In the next six weeks. I'm going to do his and breathing technique. I'm going to do everything that they say to do in the Wim Hof Method. Okay. I wish you all the luck in the world. Godspeed. Thank you. Thank you. I, 
I think that's right, awesome. well, I'll say I'm going to save the last call for my next episode, but we can still raise a glass and we're going to cheers to me finding my inner fire. Cheers. Best of luck, Kevin. <laughs>